You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Listen to them all at smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturday. We're going to be talking about uh, the very first success principles, principle number one, which is take 100% responsibility. Those of you that are regular listeners will know that uh, this is something that uh, I've talked about repeatedly, and it's actually just something that I will continue to talk about repeatedly because it is so important to our success. I've kind of translated it to empower yourself. This is the principle that allows us to, you know, just take back the control, just take back our control over everything in our lives and not leave it up to somebody else. Yes, I know the easy way out is to leave it up to somebody else to blame, point, make excuses, complain, that kind of thing. The problem with that is that then we are giving our way, our power to whoever we're blaming. We're giving away our power to whatever we're complaining about. We're giving away our power to um, anything else except for ourselves. So if we can take 100% responsibility, then we take all of our power back. Yes, it's a little more difficult because that's some pressure, right? But you guys are rock stars, so pressure is no big deal. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're actually going to get into the formula that comes along with that. And really, the formula is just a way to kind of easily remember how this all works. And that formula is E plus R equals O, meaning the event, whatever the thing is that's happening. And we'll, we'll have lots of examples here today. And, you know, for example, the event is supplies are short in a lot of distributors place right now. The R, E plus R, the R is our response. How do we respond to that, right? We can be angry. We can be pissed off. We can give up. We can, you know, just tell the customers, sorry, that's just the way it is. Or the other kinds of responses could be, okay, this this is an opportunity to find new vendors. This is an opportunity to get closer to my customers because I need to have more deep conversations with them. This is an opportunity to try new products, et cetera, et cetera. That could be your response, right? And to, to feel like it's an opportunity. And then that outcome is then what's going to happen when those two things are put together. So you have no control over the event. What you have control over is the R. Go too deep here because Eric and I are going to talk about that. I, I'm i excited to welcome in Eric. And here's the reason. As you guys know, Eric is a really good friend of mine. Eric has a massive amount of skills and talents and abilities. You know, he's obviously most people know him as the embroidery guy, especially when it comes to digitizing. I joke about my 15 minutes of embroidery experience, but I've been around this industry for 22 years. And I do not, uh, in my 22 years of time, I do not know anybody that has been regarded as highly when it comes to digitizing as Eric. And there's a lot of great embroidery people out there. There's a lot of great digitizers out there. Eric just kind of has taken it to a, a, a real art form and, and goes deep into the fundamentals. Anyhow, we could uh, talk about Eric's accolades all day here. It, but then he also has a ton of other knowledge e-commerce in Amazon and, and all marketing. And, and so he's just a really great resource. And over the years, Eric and I have found that we will just from time to time, we just end up chatting, right? We just end up going deep. We, we talk about all sorts of things from personal to professional to things like this. And a couple of weeks ago, after one of the half shows, 
this whole concept of E plus R equals O came up in one of our conversations. It was just really interesting and actually refreshing. You know, I've spent a lot of time lately hanging out with my friends that are also success principles trainers on the virtual stuff that I'm doing and things like that. And to, so to have somebody that he gets the concept, but he's not entrenched in it and he's, you know, he's not quoting it all the time, that kind of thing to get his take on it. And it was just a really awesome take. And so I said, Hey, would you mind joining me on small business Saturday to talk about this and to bring your perspective to this? And he was willing to do that, even though I did some math earlier. Uh, he has spent, uh, let's see, so we had the hour on two regular guys yesterday, a little bit more than an hour. Then we had the half hour on the half. And then he and I ended up chatting for another two hours afterwards. So <laughs> he spent a lot of time with me. So he may be tired of me after this, but we'll see. So without further ado, let me bring in my good friend, Eric Campbell. <laughs> Hey everyone, Aaron here real quick. Sorry for the brief interruption. If you are getting anything out of Small Business Saturdays, please head over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash SBS. We're going to send you some free resources and give you some more information about our success group and how we might be able to help your company even more. Thanks for tuning in. Now back to the podcast. Good morning, sir. Welcome in and thanks for being here. Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me here. Awesome. All right. Well, let's let's get this started. I, I kind of gave everybody the basic concept of E plus R equals O and and, and yeah. what the responsibilities are. But let's let's get into that a little bit deeper. So you heard me kind of giving the example of, you know, okay, supplies are low, what the responses are. One of the things that I think I've heard or maybe even felt from people as I discuss this is that, you know, okay. If, if we're going to follow this whole concept of I'm taking 100% responsibility and this E plus R equals O thing, that the first thing people think is, hey, I need to, um, you know, just make sure that my responses are all positive, you know, shove those feelings, you know, the, the thing that happens <laughs> and I'm pissed about it. And I should just shove those feelings away. What, what's your take on that, Eric? Well, I think that's the... <laughs> It's kind of where we started off when we discussed this is that most of the time when I hear people talking about working with their mindset, when they're talking about trying to develop positive mindset, they take that to mean whenever something happens that they're not going to either feel negatively or they're not going to have that moment of negative reaction. And here's the thing, you can have that reaction, but it's internal. And I, what I kind of think we should embrace, or at least we should be really honest about is that there's a, there's a step in this E plus R equals O before the R, before the response, when the event happens, the feelings you have, you're going to feel like you're going to be mad. You're, you've yeah. got a customer who does something that they, you don't like, or they uh, renege on a deal. You've got a vendor who says they have something. So you sell it to a customer, but then suddenly they don't. The first <laughs> thing you're going to feel like is well, crap. I really needed that. I'm going to look bad. Someone's going to hate me after this. And plus that's the other thing I think we're not being honest about Part of the reason we react poorly, it's not because we are angry, horrible people. We're angry because we're about to be made to look poor. We're about to, uh, we're going to have a chance to, you know, disappoint somebody. We, it, it's possible that our customer or the person we're serving now uh, doesn't have what they need, so they look bad, yeah. and that reflects poorly on us. And then we, we might get into all sorts of baggage that we have about our self-worth, our value, what it means if we fail, what it means if we can't come through, uh, our word, the way that we promise something. <laughs> all of this stuff comes up in our heads and we're like, all right, what, what ends up happening is 
you start out with this event that is not the end of the world. You know, I don't have the white t-shirts of the particular brand I ordered. Yeah. <laughs> but then the next stage of this event is, oh, well, obviously now the customer will never trust me again. My life <laughs> is over. My career is over. No one believes who I am. Mom was right. Dad was right. Uncle was right. Whoever said <laughs> I was a, a mess up, I screw up. I, that's definitely me. Uh, and now I have to go and with my hat in my hand and go to the, the guillotine. And that that's, that feeling immediately turns around and we react poorly. We Then we take our action the actual R, we take our actual reaction in the real world and we do something that isn't really jiving with our values or what, or honestly isn't commensurate with the actual thing that happened. Yeah. Um, so, but that's the thing. We, we should be allowed to have the moment, the space to have those negative feelings. You're going to have the feelings you have. It doesn't mean we then take those feelings out on the world or into the world. Exactly. I'm posted on social media. Um, yeah. No, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and this and is I like, love... the... oh, sorry. No, no, you're fine, Eric. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is this is our kind of inside joke where I always tell you guys about what I always called the manifesto. And this is the negative version of the manifesto. Everybody has like the manifesto that is like, oh, <laughs> this is my personal credo. And that's one thing. But I always call it uh, writing your manifesto when someone gets upset about something and then their reaction is to write about how everything's messed up, what's wrong in the world, who's wrong air all their dirty laundry in one go. And I'm like, well, that's the end of that person's, you know, social interactions with everybody. They just wrote their manifesto and yeah. decided to put everyone on blast for every little thing that ever bothered them. And that's <laughs> one of those things where it's like, yeah, the, the reaction wasn't in step with what's actually happening. And if yeah. they had taken the pause, the pause between E and R to, yeah. to say, all right, what do I really want to have happen? then they might not have acted like that. They might not have written the, you know, the skating manifesto that gets them in, in <laughs> exactly. hot water. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. that. That's so perfect, Derek. I mean, all the things you talked about there, um, you know, you talked about those, okay, the, the event happens and then sure. we immediately go into all of the what ifs, right? Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned that and, and that's really, again, the, those are fears, right? Whatever yeah. happened to us, like you said, mom, dad, uncle, whoever said we were going to be a, a worthless failure at some mm -hmm. point, um, you know, whatever, whatever causes those beliefs inside of us. And then that becomes a fear, right? The customer's going to yeah. hate us. My career is over the thing. Those are all fears. But um, anybody that's listened to me before understands what fear is, is actually an acronym. It's not a word. It's an acronym. Um, and fear stands for fantasized experiences appearing real. So mm. you're making up those beliefs in your head and you're allowing those beliefs, those fears to control what your response is. Like you said, then then comes the manifesto. So at least, you know, I'm puffing up and I make myself feel better and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and so I think what you then said after that is that pause, right? That E plus people forget the plus in the formula. Yeah. And, and I think that's really that's really it is. You know, I'm not saying that fear is a bad thing. Fear is actually something that's really important for Protected. us as humans. It keeps us from, you know, ca catastrophe. Yeah. And so we need that fear. But what we have to do is we have to then be move that fear from subconscious to conscious so that we can then make a logical, a little bit more conscious decision about is that actually a, a real threat? Right. And so yeah. it. And, and it's just a slight pause to say, okay, here's the event, slight pause, fear something comes up. Okay, that's a notification that maybe I should take a little bit deeper look at this. Um, yeah. But just slight pause, right? It's just a moment to say, okay, cool. Now I know 
now I can kind of focus this into reality. Here's the potential pitfalls, but let's start looking for potential solutions. And then I think that's where the um, O becomes really important, right? And, yeah. and so uh, you and I talked about this for a little bit yesterday, and, and I loved your take on that. So talk to us about your thoughts there about, about the O, the outcome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I think, I think this is the thing. We, we worked the problem forward whenever we're thinking about this, if you describe it as the, because this is the thing like you talked about earlier that I'm really, I'm really not steeped in the success principles. So for me, I'm like, okay, I, I see the, the equation as a way to understand something else that's already happening, where I think some people think of the equation as prescriptive, like, okay, I'm going to apply the equation. They work it forward. So they're like, all right, the event <laughs> happens, and then I'm going to cultivate my response, and then the outcome happens. So they see the outcome as something that's generated by the event. But I think that's entirely wrong. The thing we're solving for, if this is our math problem, right? The thing we're solving for is our response. And what that is, we're going to work back from the outcome. The event happens because we are goal-oriented people who are living to a purpose, who know what we want, who have worked on our plans, who have an idea of where we're going. Have you heard about the five keys of business success called growing and launching your business? It's an online training program and you can check it out at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. While there, you can purchase the valuable online training modules and resources. It's over five hours of small bite-sized video training sessions broke out into 25 modules. Plus, there are 26 specific action steps designed to cement the training and get you into action on building the right foundation. You also get tools you need beyond the five hours of proven training, like spreadsheets, example forms that you can use and make your own, plus policy and marketing templates and more. The Five Keys of Business Success is designed to help you learn to price your products for profit, enjoy confidence in your marketing, have an efficient workflow and process, wow your customers with amazing service, and know exactly what it costs to be in business each day. Skip the alternative of feeling lost and overwhelmed and stop losing money or not even knowing where you're at until it's too late. Invest in the Five Keys online training program today to get the foundation you deserve for your small business. Uh, Go I mean, to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. We're going to assume that we've been doing our homework and we are we have a goal in mind. That's the O. We're looking yeah. at the outcome and saying, all right, well, the outcome of this situation needs to serve the grander outcome or the yeah. purpose of what I'm doing. Yeah. Certainly, if it's, you know, let's say it's a, the growth of my business. Well, if that's my eventual outcome, whatever I do in this R in the reaction phase has to be serving a smaller outcome for this particular event that will then lead toward what I want as a goal. And honestly, yeah. there's other outcomes to think about. Invariably, I have I've had someone tell me, and, and this is something we talked about too, yeah. where they they react poorly to someone because they want to teach them a lesson or make sure they understand, or because I'm standing on my principles. And I, principles are important, but what that phrase often is is masking is like I'm hurt. I want to hurt them back because I want them to feel how I feel, and it doesn't serve the outcome. Yeah. If you, if you ever convince somebody of something have you ever compelled somebody to believe differently by telling them they're stupid or wrong the chances are no yelling at someone that they're stupid or wrong doesn't make them feel like they want to listen to you or agree with you so none of that stuff is teaching anyone anything yeah. um, you can try and hurt somebody back but 
let's just say this, it's not building customer relationships. It's not growing you as a person. It's not certainly growing your business whatsoever. It's not making you more successful at home. There's really, there's nothing that a poor reaction or honestly, there's nothing that laying down and giving up really helps unless, of course, we're talking about things like we really have noticed a reaction or, or that the event is is showing to us that whatever we're doing is not on that path. Yeah, but that's yeah. still us looking at the outcome going, all right, well, what I need to do here is cut ties with this customer because nothing I do here looks to be heading toward the outcome I really want. But that's a very different place to be coming from than firing a customer because you're ticked off. Yeah. Yeah. Or yell, firing off that email because you're ticked off, or because you're sad, or because whatever has gone on that made you have that original, initial, you know, kind of reaction—the fear-based sure. fight or flight reaction. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, That's you just perfect. have to have your outcome in mind. And certainly, like I said, there's the minor outcome, which is what's happening right now on the event, and then there's the larger outcome, which is what is the purpose of this? What am I working toward? What do I want? What's my next big goal? And how does this all fit together? Yeah, it takes it takes a pause. It takes yeah. some time. Yeah, and it, cultivation. Does, it, does, it does take that that pause there. And I love it. So so really, the the equation should be E plus and then blank yeah. equals O. And like you said, you're solving for the blank. Yeah. And that blank happens to be what you have control of, which is your response. I love it. So yeah. we're going to we're going to make that fix. So, um, I, yeah, I don't know how how open I've been about this and not for any other reason than I just haven't really talked about it a lot, but one of my goals for next year is I am going to write my book. And mm. um, that book is kind of my translation of the success principles into the business world. Yeah. And so uh, my first chapter is empower yourself, which is this whole concept of 100% responsibility. And so, yeah, I've, I've kind of been playing with that formula. And so I've just got a new, <laughs> new way to, to describe that. I love it. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I think it's, it's a natural kind of outgrowth of this yeah. concept. If you have control, that's where you can plug something in. I mean, yeah. that's, we, we can't necessarily plug in the outcome. That's the sad, the sad truth is we have other, we're dealing with other people frequently. Yeah. We can't have any sort of control over what they do, nor do we really have, we can take responsibility for what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, but the, here's the other thing I'm going to say too, whenever people talk about 100% responsibility, that's not blame. Yeah. There's a big difference between responsibility and blame. Just blaming yourself when like we, we made the joke about the asteroid hitting, like that's the event. Mm -hmm. If that's, you know, if it's something that's just, you know, it's an act of God, it's nature, it's something that you couldn't possibly have control, then obviously we're not saying, okay, you're definitely responsible for the asteroid. That's you. Uh, no, it's that when it does hit, when the thing does happen, when the, you know, whatever the event is that happens, it's that you have hundred percent responsibility for how you decide to move forward. Correct. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, certainly under the restrictions of the real world around you, for sure. You're not going to say, well, my, my reaction is to fly away like Superman. Yeah. Well, no, you're not going to do that, but you can certainly decide how you're going to meet those circumstances and i exactly. think that's 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 the thing but we have we, we have a chance to do that that's where we get to plug in our part of the variable correct and and i think that's really important to to note too i um because this can be a little bit of a a, a like you know it's scary to think okay i have a hundred percent responsibility for my life and outcomes holy cow that's that's a lot and so i've actually heard people in the different uh, trainings and stuff that that uh, have happened kind of challenge jack on this whole concept sure. right you know like oh well you know so what do you tell somebody that that got cancer you know that's their responsibility 
and and or you know the the kid that was abused when they were when they were mm -hmm. young you know how, how do they have no. any responsibility for that and exactly like you said there it's not about going back it's it's not about going backwards it, no. totally i mean that they had no control over those events those things what what this is all about is what what's their future right they can stay in that place in in you know what what are you going to do about you know whatever the situation is and um it's been proven over and over again that the people that can be focused on what you know the present and then what's happening right now and what they can control they are going to have better outcomes right you know yeah. people do recover from cancer they've, they've got all these things that you know like outside of of science even sometimes these oh i couldn't believe this kind of thing mm. but again i'm not saying that um and so just what you were talking about there eric is is really key to think about there it has nothing to do with you know we're not solving for e we're not trying to put no <laughs> how do we change e it has nothing to do with changing the event change it, it yeah. has everything to do with like you said solving for r what and and I, yeah. I think the other thing to put in here, Eric, and I'd love to get your t feedback on this is sure. when we talk about kind of solving for R, we go, okay, well, what happens if we screw up the R? Um, you know, what happens if, you know, we do let that fear take over and we do fire off that, you know, negative email or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and the, what's happening is all these R's are going to be a sum total, right? Sure. You, you talked about, um, you know, what the bigger outcome is versus you know what just kind of is happening in the moment and what it's closer you'd like to get and i think that's the other important thing to understand is that it that that bigger outcome is just kind of a sum of all the r's so as long sure. as you find a way to make most of your r's heading in the right direction a few where you know, didn't quite get it right or you know you learned something yeah. after the effect after the fact you know i i believe that we all do it, it, how, how, do, how do I best phrase this? I believe that we all do exactly what we have the ability and knowledge and uh, experience to do in that moment. You know, Surely. even people that have Surely. done, you know, what, what society would consider very negative things, mm -hmm. they're, they're just operating with what they have as their ability at that time. I, I'm not saying mm -hmm. that that gives people license to just be jerks and no. stuff like that. No. What I'm saying is, if we're worried about again trying to control somebody else and and saying oh well they're just a you know whatever that then we're taking away from ourselves and our ability to empower ourselves and um and and whatnot so i guess i've kind of gone a, a long <laughs> way around here eric but uh, you know where where are you at on on that right like now i'm really nervous that i I'm going to make a mistake and have the wrong R and my outcome is going to be bad. <laughs> well, I, the, the first thing to come, come up with on this is, is one of my favorite phrases, just failure is not fatal. Failure is not fatal until we stop trying again. Yeah. Um, can you irreparably damage a business relationship? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. um, most of us aren't going to do that if we're being conscious. And if it does happen, well, the truth of the matter is that's the new E. The yep. new event is that we no longer have that business relationship and how are we going to react to get to our actual outcome we want? And the thing is, we do have to think of a greater overarching outcome because if the outcome is get that customer back, that's not really in your control. You can try. You can yep. do the best thing you can to make things right or to uh, work on that relationship if that's what's important to you. 
but we can't control that. So we also have to, we also have to not only forgive that, but we have to give that up a little bit. We have to give up someone else's reactions and do what we think is the best thing for ourselves. And honestly, I, this, this is where we ended up kind of at the end of our part of our discussion yesterday on this, the, the pre-show before the show <laughs> was that there's a certain amount of legacy. And I, I, I will sometimes, funny enough, despite being the person who everybody says, oh, he smiles all the time, he's so positive, I will actually kind of explore some of the negative or at least the darker aspects of this. I'm like, all right, well, let's say some total, I'm going to the end of my life and I have the epitaph on my tombstone. What kind of person overall would I have liked to have been as part of that out? Oh, yeah. as part of that outcome. Um, I think that's fair to say the legacy you're leaving behind as a human being on the earth, uh, on other people is part of that. I mean, that's part of what your reaction, your outcome should be, I think. Yeah. And honestly, we were looking at business and success and what we're doing while we're here, not just, you know, memento mori, what are we, what are we doing after we're gone? Or what is that? You know? Yeah, of course I, I know we're not always going to be here, but in our greater outcomes, we, we do have to think about that. And, and here's the other thing. Let's, talk about other people's reactions or what they do. Uh, yes, we can decide that they're doing their best, but here's the thing. Even if we don't think they're doing their best, number one, we can't control it. Yeah. Uh, number two, wouldn't we feel better, act better, do things that are more aligned with our beliefs if we just take the most charitable version of what they say? And I, I've written on this several times. There's a philosophical principle uh, that is used when you're debating and arguing things with people. I mean, argument, not like fighting. I mean, argument, like discussing a topic, like making <laughs> arguments and, and debating yeah. Yeah. Um, called the principle of charity. And what this is, is when you're facing somebody else and you're disagreeing over something and discussing it, you don't just go, that person's crazy. They're off their rocker. They don't know anything. They're stupid. They they're mean. They're, they're violent. They're awful. No, you stop and go, all right, I don't agree with what they're saying. But for this person, I'm going to assume, whether I believe it or not, whether I, I'm, I have any reason to know, yeah. I'm going to assume that the version of what they're saying makes sense to them, that they think it's right, that they yeah. think it's morally good, and that for them, they think it's the right choice to be making right now. And I'm going to, my argument is going to be aimed at the best version, the best interpretation of their argument. And it gives back their humanity to some degree. And honestly, if we start dealing with people like people instead of dealing with people like idiots, jerks, whatever it is that we want to do to <laughs> other these people and make them not us. Yeah. Um, we're going to react better. We're going to address things more logically. And, and even if it's some, an emotional topic or something that bothers us, we can come back to them and say, you know, this is really why I feel how I feel. I assume that you're saying this stuff because you really do think it's going to produce a good result or you feel like you have to and you don't have to say that to somebody because honestly they're going to react poorly if you say yeah. i think that you erroneously believe this is good that's <laughs> not what we want to do but in in reacting that way we're going to be truer to ourselves and ultimately it doesn't matter if they're malicious because we, we're not going to worry about whether what their motivations are we're going to deal with the reality of the situation and present our best version and especially you're talking about business you're talking about success there's a, a point to this where it doesn't really matter if the other person is genuine or not, or acting above the board or not, we have to act aligned with our own principles and we have to do what we need to do to get toward our, our outcome and our goal. Um, and ultimately, like I said, the other big O, the big outcome on top of all of this is who do you want to have been? How would you like to characterize your activities on planet Earth or just in this particular interaction? Would I want to look back on this later and, and cringe or would I want to look back on it and go, you know, I did the best thing I could with the 
uh, with what I had. And the other the other half of this, it, when you were talking about us having this kind of overall, um, kind of the overall result being a conglomeration of all the different things we do, the other thing that that came to mind immediately for me is uh, as a garment decorator who did a bunch of stuff for uh, like um, department stores and really large con contracts at one point, uh, spoilage rates. We assume as decorators that we're going to wreck 3% of anything we do in the first place. And we, we that's part of the contract. We should understand, hey, we're human. We're probably going to mess up, you know, three out of 100. And that's a really nice estimation of how many times we're going to mess up our choices. And that's okay. Like that's to be expected and planned for. Yeah. I mean, to be expected, to be understood and then learned from, not... Like, like if, if you keep on making a mistake and you find out it's endemic, like you're doing it all the time and it's the same yeah. mistake, that's a thing to correct. If you make an honest mistake once in a while, sometimes it's not even something to correct. It's just like, yep, uh, the glitch in the system, you know, my yeah. ability to to process that stuff or the fact I couldn't stop my tongue before the immediate reaction, the emotional part of me took over. Yeah, that's going to happen once in a while. And we're just going to have to reboot and try again. You know, yeah. that's, that's just how it is. We're going to have to. Well, that shirt probably isn't going in the box. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not going to send that one along if we can help it. Let's make make a few extra so we don't. You know, yeah. So we don't have that problem. But yeah, yeah. Spoilage is going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I think it's awesome that you brought up the point that, yeah, that that is then planned for. Right. That that is part yeah. of the um, part of the overall. And 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 so, you know. So this kind of leads in, and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, and I want to come back sure, and sure. hit a couple of other things on on this whole E plus R equals O. But, you know, we've talked about this ultimate O, right? This, yeah. this kind of bigger picture uh, part of this. And, mm -hmm. and so really what we're trying to do is have those, you know, what's the goal? You, you mentioned, you know, what would be said at my funeral or something like that, sure. because as, as kind of, I don't know how people would kind of react to this. One of the things that maybe we want to do in our business for ourselves personally or whatever is just kind of, yeah, write your own <laughs> uh, sure. epitaph, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then, you know, so that kind of gives you, Hey, this is how I want to end up. And so do the R's that I choose get me, you know, is that going to affect that, that end result? And so having that, focus, having that goal and then, you know, putting it into a business context. Yeah. How, how do you want your business to be seen to, to the world? Right. It, yeah. You know, it's, it's one thing to say, I have great customer service. It's another thing to actually live that and to have policies in place and to understand what people are seeing from the outside looking in. Right. <laughs> um, because you can say that you have great customer service all day, but if you take everything personally, you get upset when somebody calls you out, you know, you're, you're whine about your customers all the time. Most other people aren't going to go, yeah, they've got great customer service. Right. So <laughs> just kind of, so looking at it at a lot of different angles. So real quick sure. on, on that, Eric, before we kind of reverse a little bit and hit a couple of other points here. Uh, yeah, no, I think that, as much as I, I did the epitaph thing, I made it, I, I'll say this, I amplified that up so that I was trying to get everybody's attention. Like, yeah, no. the truth of the matter is, this is also your Google review. And I mean, that's funny yeah. to, to to put an epitaph and like you know, <laughs> equate it to a Google review. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it's the flavor of your business. It's the overall character, the tone of your actions, of your business, of whatever you're doing, of what, and it's in all spheres of life. I and mean, we can talk about business because we but we we act like business is not part of life 
the way we live is the way we transact is the way we work is our creative output. It's, it's the same thing where it is one continuum. We can put it in little boxes and say there's different strategies and that's fine. But ultimately E plus R equals O is whatever you're doing. Because you're yeah. looking for an outcome. There's a, otherwise you wouldn't take an action. Uh, events happen to you, whether you choose for them to happen to you or not. Yeah. And we are going to have to react or not react in some fashion. And that's still a choice to be made. Um, and I think when we're talking about you know business and customers and things like that, uh, it, yeah, you're right. It's easy to say I have great customer service, but I know people who are saying that more like I really feel put out by customers. So therefore I must be working really hard for them. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not quite the same thing you just said. Like, that's not exactly what you mean there. That's yeah. it, complaining a lot because customers inconvenience you is not the same as being customer focused. Um, yeah. That's not the same thing. And I'll, and as per the usual, I'll give you the dark version, the light version. It's what I've told people before, whenever they say, okay, I need to punish someone. I need to teach them something. I got to teach them a lesson. <laughs> They're stepping on my toes and I, I'm not going to back down. And I, I always look at it and go, all right, well, your outcome on this one, let's say, here's the dark version. Uh, you're saying to me that your customers are stupid jerks. And I'm like, okay, well, the outcome is that you would like their money. Well, you better learn how to talk to stupid jerks because if you want the money from the stupid jerks, you're going to have to talk stupid jerk language so you can get their money. Yeah. That's the nasty version of it. And I don't like the nasty version, but yeah. when, when you're talking nasty, sometimes I feel like that's what, what people sure. want. And I'm saying, but the real, the real thing is, like the principle of charity, if I go, all right, I don't know what kind of day this person's had. I don't know if their uncle, father, mother, you know, cousin told them they were screw ups. And so when you screw up their order and now they feel like they're going to go to the family reunion without the shirt that they needed for, you know, grandma, whoever, and look like a jerk because they didn't make sure to take care of it or they went to the wrong shop and got the wrong T-shirt that there you don't know what kind of baggage they're bringing to their reaction yeah. I mean, there are is also coming from all the baggage is also coming from their life experience is also yeah. full of fears and things that they're protecting themselves from we don't even know what we're reacting to so it's more i think it just makes a lot more sense for us to look at our outcome as the driver for how we want to react yeah not the event because the event happened it's the it's done and we're just going to have to deal with the repercussions of the event and especially when that event has to do with a person and it often does we don't really know all their motivations the best thing we can do is say here's the kind of outcome i want here's the kind of person i wanted to be here's also honestly the the kind of color and flavor i want to having dealt with me dealt with my company yeah that's where my R should come from. It doesn't even really come from the event aside from the event gives us the problem that we have to solve. If you think about like de design thinking, designers are solving a problem when they create a creative solution. They're looking at a problem going, what am I going to do to solve that problem? I can see that someone has a problem. I want to ease that pain. I want to remove that friction. And that's what we're doing. The event is whatever it is. We need to ameliorate that problem. We need to work on that problem and make people feel better or give people a path through it. But the, the tone of our reaction and the way that we handle it really should still be driven by our ultimate outcome. We're going to say, all right, who, like, what would the person do that I want to be in this case? Like if, yeah. if there is some superman businessman, this is somebody who's doing this the right way. There's some superwoman who absolutely has their stuff together and is going to react in, in the way that I think is best. How can I be that person on the way through this? And also, but but with with that caveat that we're going to mess up sometimes, we're not always going to know the right solution. We might might flounder, we might flop around. But if we're acting in tune with that desire to be that person to to also achieve those outcomes, yeah, I think you can't argue that you're not going to have, by and large, as a as an overall character, 
a better set of reactions. Yeah, totally. Or at least reactions that we can live with. Hey, let's put it this way. Even <laughs> if it doesn't come out, even if the person we're dealing with, you know, they, they choose violence that day. They just, this, today they're not going to, you know, they're, they're not controlling their reaction. Yeah. We still want to say, all right, I did my best. I gave it my best shot. I treated everybody like a human being. I did the thing that I would think is correct if someone called me, you know, called me to task over it. Yeah. And I did the thing that I thought was proper for business and I didn't react poorly and I didn't, you know, make fuss. Does it mean we're not going to feel negative? Absolutely not. Yeah. You, and you're totally, I think, honestly, I, you know, if it's Eric Campbell's show on this thing, I would say, hey, <laughs> I'm going to give you permission. Do it. I Not that you need my permission, but if you need someone's permission to blame for having had a negative thought before you did, it, did the right thing, <laughs> go ahead and tell them I said it was fine. I don't know. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> you can some, put both our names on that. That works. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have your initial feeling. Yeah. And that that reaction, the initial reaction inside of you is yours and yeah. you own it and it's up to you. And also you're the only one really experiencing it. Yeah. So yeah. it does. it's totally fine. Plus you, you can't, the, the lizard brain part of you that is protecting you from fire and predators is still going to fire off that first warning shot inside yeah. you and say, Absolutely. I got to protect you from this. Yeah, that's fine. It's that we're not living with predators and fire anymore. Like we, that's not <laughs> yeah. how we're living. Yeah. We need to react to what's really out there. For sure. And we also yeah. need to react with that outcome in mind. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like you said, just let that let that reaction yeah. come in. And it's yeah, don't don't push away or, you know, look down on it or whatever. Yeah. Like you said, that's that's just human nature. That's who you are. That's comes from your experiences and our experiences make us who we are. And, and yeah. you know, everybody listening to this is an awesome person. So then that comes from their experiences. So it's okay to let that come in, but then sure. again, you have to get it switched up to your conscious brain and go, okay, let me analyze that. Right. Is that just my, um, like you said, lizard brain protecting me from, uh, whatever the fire predators or, you know, is it a real threat that I need to kind of take a little bit longer to come up mm -hmm. with the right R in this situation. Sure. So, and then the other thing that you talked about there, I love that how you did, you did such a great job of, I was kind of going off task and you brought us back to the E plus R equals O. I love that. Um, but the other thing that you mentioned in there that I, I want to make sure that we really highlight is um, this concept of, of that, I don't know, I can't remember exactly how you explained it, but immediately what came to mm -hmm. mind, because again, I'm always in, involved in the success principles. And one of the principles is act as if, right. And, and you yeah, were talking yeah. about the people that maybe you see out there that you want to emulate and that kind of thing. And I think that's a, a sure. definitely a good thing. And so we need to be thinking about that, you know, how, how this, wherever I'm headed, what, whatever my epitaph is going to be, how yeah. would that person react to that? And then start acting as if, because I think uh, you and I were talking about this yesterday, this whole idea of context does matter and, and switching yes. and being yeah. appropriate yeah. inside of the context of whatever that situation is. I, I don't think that that's a negative thing. I think some people look at that and go, oh, you know, it's, I'm just not being true to myself if I act this way. No, you act that way in that circumstance because that's yeah. what's appropriate for the circumstance. And, you know, as long as you're not, uh, you know, to me, as long as you're not pushing up against a core value, like, okay, if your yeah. core value is this thing that, okay, well then don't put yourself in those situations where, no. you know, whatever your core value is, isn't necessarily going to be appropriate to the context of the situation. But at the same time, I think that, you, you know, you, 
I don't know if you want to share your your example. I'll share an example <laughs> sure, of mine. But you know, we talk differently when we're talking to different people. Um, yeah. And and you know, the, the comfort level, the you know what what people are. You don't want to encourage kind of going to the negative, but yeah, you know, if it's just a couple of guy buddies hanging out, there's probably going to be a couple of swear words, right? But if I'm talking to my grandmother. Um, I'm probably not going to be using a lot of swear words, right? So just those those things, and that doesn't make me a, a shifty, you know, whatever flip floppy yeah. type person. It's like I'm reading the context. I know what my core values are. You know, my core values are okay with a couple of swear words every now and again, but you know, I also want to be appropriate to the people that that I'm around. So that's my response, right? I'm choosing yeah. my response. So anyhow, I I. I know that we I talked about that a little bit but i'd love to hear your additional thoughts on that oh no i think i think it's absolutely proper to realize that you're not being fake if you decide to you know not react immediately from your gut yeah it's not it's not fake we, yeah. we all code switch and this is the other nice version of it because i actually I'll, I'll go ahead and throw myself under the bus i'm the one who told aaron that's my thing because i in my in my kind of local area and the friend group i had growing up we cursed a lot <laughs> um, and I don't do that in business situations, but if you catch me sometimes at dinner after a show, you'll probably catch a couple of curse words because if I'm Same comfortable, here. yeah, I, I that's just kind of I kind of grew up with a lot of that, and so yeah. occasionally I will I'll drop a, a couple bombs. But <laughs> the, here's the thing: um, I wouldn't go into a, a a meeting with the president and start dropping you know f bombs. That's not going to happen because. Yeah. I am at a place where the rarefied air says that's not a good idea and that it's not the right way to go. Am I being fake? No, I'm being polite in the presence of someone whose, you know, office is important or what have you. I mean, and that's, that maybe isn't the best option because maybe your core value is that you don't, you don't truck with that or politicians yeah, yeah. or whatever. Fine. But then, then I also would say, you know what, if you think that you should never, never, you know, cut back what you're going to say, uh, politics probably not your not your forte probably something you don't want to go yeah. into because that yeah. situation is going to require you to code switch and to do different things than you do at home than you do yeah. when you're on the campaign trail um these are these are just things that are true and honestly i think it's sometimes when people are saying like oh you're gonna let people get away with x whatever reaction someone else has and i'm like no i'm not letting someone else get away with something i'm choosing that the kind of person i want to be isn't going to chew people out for their failings or faults and yeah. it doesn't matter what they do i'm acting according to what i think is right to do in this situation and according to what i think will get me to my goal yeah that's what i'm doing and that's not mercenary because yeah. your your goal could be you know philanthropic it, yeah. you could have an awesome goal and realize that um sometimes this awesome goal means that i don't just go right to the teeth of the person who i'm looking for help from because i want to make sure i can you know give away what i need to for you know, unhomed people this season. Maybe I have to play a little ball somewhere or talk to somebody who I don't like on an immediate basis to make sure I have what I need to sure. do what I need to for my goal. That's not fake. That's, yeah. that is a professional choice you make to speak that way in order to grease the gears. That is fine. Um, we all do little social things to grease the gears. We say pleases and thank yous. It doesn't mean that we're, you know, it, ultimately grateful to the end of time for someone opening a door. It means that that's just part of what we do to get through the social interactions. It's okay yeah. to round off the sharp corners when it makes sense. 
Yeah. And also it's okay when we're in a place where we're really comfortable with people and everyone has kind of entered the social contract that we're going to talk about difficult things to talk about these things. Yeah, um, exactly. But it's not all the same place. We, we've all had this experience as customers where someone on the other side of the counter starts sharing their life story and everything they've ever gone through. And we're like super uncomfortable. We don't know somebody well yeah. and they, they haven't read the room. We don't want to be that in any way, shape or form, whether that's uh, unloading on somebody emotionally or whether that's, you know, like, like I said, sometimes someone will go too, too close with someone too quickly. Yeah. We know that there are social situations like that. It doesn't make you fake. It yeah. just means that you understand the difference between the different places. And I still don't think that, like I said earlier, that what the way we do one thing is the way we do everything to some degree. I still think that's fair because it's okay to say mm -hmm. there's a context and, and Hey, Correct. let's, let's make it a simpler thing. Um, when we're eating pizza, at like a, a street, you know, vendor and we're getting it out of a window, we fold it up, we eat it with our hands, we wipe off with a towelette and we get it all over our face. You wouldn't sit down to dinner and do that. Yeah. You wouldn't pick up your other food with your hands and smash into your face. I mean, <laughs> if you're at a carnival and you're eating something off a stick and you get messy and you're wiping up with a, you know, with a moist towelette and you look like junk, <laughs> we all know that we're at the carnival eating crabby food and that's what we're there to do. Correct. We don't then go to state dinner and, you know, jab everything on the end of our knife and start eating it off the stick like we, we know the difference between these situations and that's Correct. okay yeah um yeah. we just don't kind of extend that anywhere else it's okay to have like what i always call business neutral uh it's this kind of place where we come to things we start from a fairly you know neutral affect that's neutral and but positive we're not immediately reactive we come to things with a, a little smile on our face and we say hi and we intend for every interaction to be good and then we work from there and deal with what we have to do. Uh, will you ever have to say something stern to someone? Very likely, yes. I know I have. Yeah. Um, but even yeah. then, it wasn't yelling, freaking out, cursing, uh, questioning their parentage, any of the things that you might do if you're <laughs> in a bar fight. It's not what we do yeah. behind the counter. And it's also, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, the other thing is this, this goes into our taking responsibility. Playing the blame game or saying, and, and this is something I have, I have consulted with, with clients about this, with businesses about this, blaming another department inside of your own business for something that's wrong to a customer makes the company look bad. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're a good person as like, say, a salesperson or that you're a good person as the owner and you just have a crappy employee. It means that you chose bad employees too. They think it's your responsibility whether you do or not. Yeah, The company is the company. It's a monolith from the outside. Yeah. Um, and also I hate to tell you this to some degree, it's your suppliers too. Eventually, if you keep blaming your suppliers all the time, yeah. the, cu the customer is going to go, why can't you get another supplier? Why don't you know how to handle this? And at the very least they'll say, they, they will probably wonder why you don't have some kind of option to offer, uh, aside from just complaining because it yeah. just doesn't, it doesn't make them look bad and you look good. It means ultimately you're ineffectual either way. Um, Correct. And so it's worthwhile to try and look for another solution, even though I understand these solutions are hard to come by. Yeah. Having them and, and offering them makes you someone who has a solution who's trying to help. Letting the buck stop somewhere else doesn't it doesn't help the overall look. And I mean, I, I've lived through that in other times when we had different kinds of either sourcing or production problems and watched that kind of implode on people. Um, we're in a different situation now where the world has more going on. No, no lie. Yep. But I'll tell you, no matter what it is, internal blaming or blaming your tools, blaming your suppliers, blaming whatever, there is an end to that. It can be a temporary thing to say, this is why there's been a hiccup, but it can't be your only answer. Yeah. Um, and no, I not and, and end well. 
Yeah. No, I, I mean, I hundred percent agree with that. It's, yeah. it is about like, <clears throat> it's, it's fine to help people understand what yeah. the situation is and, and educate. But mm -hmm. like you said, you can't just leave it at that. You have to turn into that solution oriented person and say, okay, sure. well, let's, here's, here's the why. Yeah. And, and this yeah. is where, you know, I'd like to see some of our distributors start thinking this way too, but, but we've got oh, to agreed. do this for ourselves in our own business, right? Okay. We know the challenge with, you know, everybody's seen the picture of the boats out there and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And we hear it on the news and, you know, um, the, the, even the, the government's got like a new task force for this. Right. And mm -hmm. <laughs> so everybody gets the challenge, but okay, great. That's, that's the reality of what's happening right now, but here's the end goal that the customer wants to get to. So how do we talk about what, what the solutions are? And, and maybe you don't have a, a, a solution right away. But if you're you share with them that you're interested in finding a solution together, that that shows them that they have the ability to um, that you have the ability to help them. So uh, just just lost Eric. I'm sure he'll come back uh, in, in just a moment. But so, yeah, that, that that's I, I'm glad that Eric brought that up because all this does circle back around. I know we kind of you guys are probably going, where are we going with this? We've been all over the place, but really at the end of the day, this does circle back around. And, and part of that R is, are you a solution oriented person? Or again, are we looking just to place blame over somewhere else? And so taking hundred percent responsibility means that we work with our customers, with our vendors, with our partners to find solutions. So um, <clears throat> we'll see if, if we get Eric back here in a second. Um, but we've kind of covered a lot of the things that I wanted to cover. So, uh, probably actually a decent time to start wrapping this up here. Again, we just wanted to talk about this whole concept and, and reframe that, uh, formula. And I love the way Eric reframed it where we're solving for R right. And part of that, that there he is, um, part of that is, so Eric, I'm talking about back where we were at the formula when we're solving for R here. Yeah, sure. Um, so part of being able to solve for R is that we do have to have that eye on the end result or, or that, that yeah. outcome a little bit, but that sometimes does take some reframing that sometimes takes sure. some getting, you know, the, the, the lizard brain makes that reaction. And then if we stay like focused in on that situation, mm -hmm. we're going to have a hard time seeing, you know, it's, you can't see the forest for the trees situation, yeah, yeah. right? So we need to then take a little bit higher view of the event and and kind of step back from it so we can see the the forest and where we're trying to go as opposed to all of these challenges in front of us. So um, let, let's just close up on that thought real, real sure, quick, Eric. Sure. I've, um, I think that we've really had a, a great journey here today. And, and, and so I think that's a, this is a great place to kind of close on. I think that when we're talking about personal development or business development, and I know you're a, a great, you know, a great fan and proponent of the business plan and things like that. I think that that's where the the work we have to do to be prepared for this happens. Um, we have to actually have an idea about our outcome. It doesn't mean we're never going to change this outcome. It doesn't mean we're never going to change our goals. Um, once you start, like, like we always say, no, no plan, you know, no battle plan uh, survives meeting the enemy. You know, it, yeah. you're going to have to change what your goals are. You're going to have to change your plans. But having a thought about what that outcome is going to be is going to help be a north star for us. Is going to help be a, a guiding principle for us. 
when we have to make these decisions, we have to decide what our reaction is going to be. So certainly we have to have that that broader view. Uh, are you going to be able to do that immediately in every situation? Are you going to constantly be stopping and analyzing? No, do you want to be paralyzed by this? No, we should have it as just something that's in the back of our head kind of all the time. Yeah, We should have something that uh, that is a guiding kind of principle in our head all the time so that when these decisions come up, yeah. we immediately have the, the kind of color and flavor of that decision, that outcome, that desired, like you said, the the kind of desired person we want to be, the kind of business we want to run in our minds. Um, and certainly focusing too too deeply on one little section of it sometimes can be problematic. But when we have an event that comes up that's difficult, uh, like the difficulties we've discussed, it doesn't mean those difficulties are going to go away. It doesn't mean you might not still have a poor outcome from someone else or a poor reaction. Uh, what it means is we're going to act in our best interest to get that outcome that we want and to be the kind of people we want to be along the way. Um, and certainly, like I said, this doesn't mean that the, the reality of the thing necessarily changes, but even if that outcome was coming, this is kind of something I said yesterday where I was once again being, talking about the darker version of things sometimes. Let's say <laughs> that the outcome is still going to be bad. Let's say that no matter what happens, and, and I mean bad for a given decision we wanted to make. Like let's yeah. say that we're, we're not going to retrieve the customer and it's not going to happen. They're going to be unhappy. They don't like what's happened and we cannot stop them. And we, yeah. we don't know that, but let's assume that's really what's going to happen. Along the way, would we rather have been someone who gave up, blamed everyone else but ourselves, didn't come up with anything, didn't have anything to say, but guess them's the breaks? Or do we want to say, here's here's what I did. I told them the real situation. I, you know, I said, I, I'm sorry that that was the way that things were currently working out. I gave them the best options I had at the time. And even if those options aren't great, uh, we can delay your order. We can get different garments that are like this. I can yeah. produce uh, patches for you to decorate your own stuff. Like we went through a set of different answers to their question that it, maybe it's not what they were looking for, but we had some other options for them. Yeah. And then even if we know that something bad's coming or they're not happy, we wish them well, tell them our best opportunity we can give them without, you know, cutting our own throats or ending our yep. business over it. Yep. Would we rather not have been those people along the way? Yeah. And honestly, won't the overarching outcome be better if those are the kind of people we were, if that's the kind of business we yep. ran? <clears throat> yep. And when they talk about it, they won't at least say, that person was a jerk and just shut me down. Yep. They'll be like, yeah, they told me a bunch of stuff that I didn't really want. Yeah, that is a lot better response in the end and more likely to have someone either recommend you or say to someone else, yeah, they told me all this other stuff and they had all these different things that they could do, but it wasn't my shirts I wanted. Yeah, The other person still gets to decide if they want to work with you. That is that is up to them and you can't ch change that. But yeah. I think all day, every day, it would have been better to give an even balanced response that is coming from your best self, yeah. that is guided by principles than it is to give a response that's out of your gut or to let things kind of blow around the winds of change. Correct. Yeah. And, and I think, yeah, because in, to me, in the way you described that there, that mm -hmm. outcome is I feel comfortable with how I represented myself. Like you said, there's potential yes. that, you know, we, we didn't just burn down the whole forest, right? We, we, <laughs> we maybe had to yeah. cut down a tree to get it out of our way and that's okay. You know, and sure. these things happen. And um, <clears throat> like I said, but you went from, okay, explaining, helping the customer understand what the reality of things are, and then switched into, uh, let's try to find a solution together. And yeah. you get to the point where, okay, there is no common solution here. Um, I still 
love you, Mr. Customer. Hopefully you still love me and we'll just go our separate ways here. Right. And, and so that, again, like you says, creates an outcome that maybe they're going to share with a friend. You, you don't sure. know what these, what their responses are going to be to things. And, and honestly, I don't think you should really care. I mean, it's no. it, not, not like a, you know, blow it off kind of yeah. scenario, but just like, I can't control that. So why am I wasting my energy on that? Let me focus my energy on continuing to solve for R yeah. <laughs> in, in the yeah. best way that I know how, and then kind of understanding because the other thing that we talked about yesterday, I know so we're going to close up, but there was one other point that we talked about yesterday that mm -hmm. I think leads in here nicely is, the other, it's not about like, you know, we talk about the outcome and True. the outcome isn't necessarily this like end point, this like finish no, line necessarily. No. The outcome is just a target that we're heading towards. And, and, you know, you hear this in sports a lot and all that kind of stuff, but you have to kind of fall in love with the process. It's, it's about yes. that journey, yeah. not about the end result specifically, but we can't take a journey if we don't know what the end result is, right? If you're, you're just taking a random walk in the, in the forest, there's a good chance you're going to get lost. If you're trying to get to the other side of the forest and then you're on to the next part of your journey, you know, that that's fine. So anyhow, that, that, that was like yeah. that last piece there. So I will allow you, Eric, no, <laughs> yeah, please share your thoughts on that. And then we, we definitely will, will close after this. So. Oh, no, I think it's a fair thing to talk about because too frequently we look at those goals and we think when we hit the goal, we'll be done. I'm like, no, when we hit the goal, we'll have achieved the goal. That's, that's it. That doesn't, that's not the end of our lives until we stop kicking. And so we're on the, on the other side of the dirt. We still have something we're going to be doing that day. We need to choose what that is. Um, hey, yes, there's retirement in the future, but the thing is, uh, retirement or not working in your business doesn't mean that events won't happen that you won't be reacting to with the desire to have a certain outcome that is best for your life. That's going to keep happening. Um, and also, I'll say business or otherwise, it, not only do you have to follow up the process, you have to forgive your forgive the chance that it's not going to always be the, the, the outcome that you want. Yeah. And also not throw away the good outcomes you achieve, the actual things that are there because they don't look like the original goal you set out. Uh, yeah. there, there is, if you make 90% of your goal happen, it doesn't mean it was a bad goal or a bad day. You did, <laughs> you did something you achieved, you achieved something. Maybe, you know, it's, if you set out to make a million dollars and you made 900,000, I would expect us all not to go burn the 900,000. Um, <laughs> it, it's just because the goal isn't fully realized at every yeah. interaction doesn't mean that we aren't getting towards something better or working in line with our principles. And like I said, ultimately, even if, and, and nobody wants to talk about this, we're talking about success. So I'm, I'll, I'll be the, this kind of guy who talks about the dark half of this thing. Even <laughs> if we didn't succeed in the way we expected to, I would consider having worked the process in a way that we can you know, sleep at night and doing the best we could as part of the success. I mean, part yeah. of the success is being the person you want to be along the way. And certainly, um, you can shift your goal and work on something different. You can also find out that your original goal was not really very feasible and didn't make sense. Yeah. And you can find that along the way. That can happen. Yeah. Um, the truth of the matter is, as, as you said, we have to we have to walk in some direction. Yeah. So why not walk in the direction toward a life that we imagine is wonderful? Yeah. Um, toward also toward being a person that we we feel like is is purposeful and is the kind of person we want to be. Walk toward that goal. And make alterations in course as we go, and also realize that uh, 
the work of this thing is never over. The mistakes are still going to happen. You're still going to have to process things. You're still going to have to work on your reaction. Yeah. And um, no matter how many years of experience you have in it, uh, 3% spoilage is still going to come for you. You're going to make mistakes. <laughs> you're going to react poorly and you're going to work on that. I mean, that's, but that's it. You're yeah. right. It's, it's, it's it, being in love with the process and understanding that you're going to be realigning yourself with your purpose on a daily basis. Yeah. That's just totally. how it is. That's what it is to be human. And honestly, uh, this is the other thing I wanted to mention. We were talking about the alarms. I said the lizard brain protecting you from, you know, fire and predators. Yeah. The truth of the matter is it's kind of like we're driving an old car that has a broken engine light. The light comes on for stuff that's not real. Yeah. You know, the the alarm bells go off for stuff that isn't dangerous anymore. Yeah. Um, and we have to understand that, yeah, the car is still going to roll. We're still rolling forward. It feels yeah. like we're having this emergency, but the emergency, the alarm bells, the trouble light isn't always telling us the truth. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 what we're working toward. Getting past that and saying, all right, but I know which direction I'm headed. Yeah. And I know that I'm not actually going to have that. You know, the fire is not really coming. Yeah. So I'm going to align myself with my purpose, take the larger view of this thing and work toward the best version of myself and the best version of my business as I can along the way. I think that wraps it up very nicely, Eric. And I think that's a perfect way to kind of look at this. You know, <laughs> and, and here's what I love about this conversation, Eric, is we yeah. we went, you know, I don't know, it depends on how, how you want to conceptualize this, but. Hi, I'm Kyleen. And you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Sure. We went super woo at a certain times and we went mm -hmm. into some different areas. And oh, but sure. at the end of the day, this does all wrap back in into our business, right? It, it, it's Absolutely. that journey and it, it's about understanding our part in that, getting back to, again, solving for our. And, and when we talk about events, again, this isn't always the, you know, major thing that's happening. A, an yeah. event is just an event, you know? Eric said this to me and a feeling came up in sure. inside of me that, you know, maybe I was offended or maybe, uh, you know, or maybe I felt really proud. Right. Th those mm -hmm. are all, all those are little events and, you know, then choosing my response. And so the same thing happens inside of our business here is that, that it, it's about kind of just taking control, taking, empowering ourselves, taking that control back and yeah. understanding that at the end of the day, if we're focused on an outcome and, and the journey, no matter what happens, right? You, you could go bankrupt and, and broke, but sure. at the end of the day, nobody can take away any of those experiences, that learning, that process, that all of that is yours to keep for the rest of your life. And mm -hmm. so I just, for me, I want to try to keep as many of those things as, as I can, um, that, that help me reach, reach that goal those positive outcomes. And, and, and then, you know, learn from the ones that didn't go my way. And at the end of the day, yeah. I think if we all look at it that way, I think we all win. I think we all get to our idea of success. Businesses may fail here and there, but again, your experiences can never be taken away from you. So, um, you know, I, I, don't, I can't remember the exact number, Eric, but I read something like most of the really successful people, the Bezoses and the, and the, mm -hmm. the, they all had, you know, six or seven failures. Yeah. That no, none of us, I mean, you go back and read about um, Bill Gates and the first few things that he did, massive mm -hmm. failures, 
you know, yeah. and, and yeah. pretty much ran and broke. And so until Microsoft came along, right? So. It's, it's not that you have to go broke, but here, and here's the honest truth. I, yeah. Whenever I, I look at these bad, bad things that can happen. And by the way, I have been through uh, two companies where I was an employee, but I was working with them and doing as best I could and, and, and rode them out as they failed. As, yep. as the people in charge of those companies made some bad choices, I've walked it, walked right through it. I've worked my best way and, you know, kept things afloat as best I can while they failed. It, it happens and it's yep. awful when it does. But here's the thing. Um, do you think that I then didn't have to get up the next morning and still solve for the R? Like yep. I, if I go bankrupt tomorrow, I'm going to have to eat the day after that. And I'm going to have to figure out where that meal is coming from. Yep. It sounds negative, but it also means is, if I go broke tomorrow, as long as I'm breathing and I can get back up again, I have a chance to make a reaction. I have a chance to say something, do something yep. aligned with what I want to happen in my life and to be that best version of me again and try again. Yeah. Um, like I said, until you're, until you're on the other side of life, until you are done, you are going to be making another choice. Number one, Correct. you will be making a choice yep. whether you think you are or not. Yep. And you have a chance to make that a choice that you can live with and that trucks with your purpose. Yeah. And also, I'll be honest, uh, as a digitizer, but, I mean, you gave me a lot of lovely accolades bringing me in earlier. And I don't know how many of those I deserve, but I'll say this. I have absolutely failed. And at almost everything that I have tried at some point, have I been pretty good? Yeah, I, I got up to speed really quickly as a digitizer. I lucked out that that just happened to jive with the way my brain works. Yeah. But when I tried new techniques, I have absolutely failed. I have ruined garments over and over again. Uh, this is what I say to everybody. I was talking about digitizing in my show yesterday on Take Up. And one of the things I said about learning, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead. And once again, I'll be the patron saint of lost embroiderers and, and, <laughs> and ruined garments. I've probably ruined more garments in 20 years than anybody starting can imagine. Um, it It is part of what you're going to do. But every one of those things, failure is always educational. Yeah. I hate to say that. Even when it happens to you against your will, which I have been through, having someone else who's making decisions that you have to live with, even when it happens around you, it is educational. Um, yep. And that failure, never, never, never fatal until you don't try again. Yeah, That is still your, your set to try. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, horrible turns of fate can happen. These things yep. can happen. Most of the things we're usually discussing when we say this stuff aren't those level, you know, aren't that right. level of, of fate, aren't that yeah. level of, of catastrophe. Yeah. Cause you can, you know, you can win that million dollar contract today and yeah. yet you still have to then figure out the next R, right? So it's, yeah. it, it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah. The process is always there. And on top of yeah. it, you, you may find and I'll, I'll be honest and say, I've, I've achieved goals that I thought once I achieve this goal, I'm going to feel awesome. Everything will be great. <laughs> and I get to the other side of that goal and you have that little sneaking hollow feeling where you go, Oh wait, this also, this too, even though it is great, is a step in the process. And I'm still going to have to get up tomorrow and make make the same choices that align yeah. with my purpose and keep doing the work. Yeah. The work didn't stop. The process didn't stop. Um, this is not the end goal. And then suddenly I ride off into the sunset. Like I said, until you're done, you're not done. And that's, but that thing is, that's good. But that means that we should, I think, engineer our lives and our businesses to the point where the process is what we want it to be or at the very least that we uh, find value in it and are acting out of our purpose and can continue on in that process, yeah. regardless yeah. of the E, regardless of the events that are happening, that we're going to continue in that process no matter what we do. And honestly, to some degree, regardless of the actual mechanics of the outcome, 
uh, like I said, we can change our minds on things. I, there was a period of time where I was absolutely going to digitize until I died. Yeah. And that would be my primary job forever. And I have since moved into more education and helping with software development and all this other stuff that I never imagined. And I couldn't have imagined in the first few years of my career. Yeah. I didn't even have the framework to understand it. Yeah. I would not have, I mean, I, I didn't start educating until, you know, quite a ways after. And also I've told, I've had people to ask me about that. You're like, oh, you're teaching at the shows and all this stuff. And how does this all happen? And I'm like, oh yeah, well, 10 year overnight success. I was <laughs> blogging since 2006. <laughs> it, it doesn't always happen quickly. And even when it does happen, you, you can't always imagine what the final goal will be or what life will look like sure. and what that outcome could be for you until yep. you get there. Sometimes that process is the only thing you have to hold on to. Yep. So it, it makes sense for us to look at the small goals, look at the larger goals. And then as we're working, understand that, you know, there's going to be little roadblocks we're going to have to go over or around. And that's just part of the process. It totally. Totally. Awesome. Eric, thank you so much. This has been oh, fantastic. I've, I've loved every second of it. I know that we've done, done this, but, uh, you know, you, you and I could do this forever. So now we're at, let's see, <laughs> we're just chatting, put another hour. So yeah, what, <laughs> four, four and a half, five, we're about five hours over the last two days, Eric. So I love it. This has been well, great. Um, hey, what do I to say? Like where this aligns with our purpose, right? That's this right. Is, having really more people does. live these authentic lives and have their businesses be successful and, and do what they feel like they should do and get successful. That's, that's our purpose. So that's of, right. We're, of course we're going for it. I mean, and that's yep. sometimes in your greatness, son, baby. I love yeah, it. It feels, <laughs> it feels better and it's easier to, to do funny enough. Once you actually are working toward that, toward the goals, exactly. with the purpose in mind, it, it, it's, exactly. it, it's running downhill. It doesn't mean the work's not hard, but there's just something that just feels different, just hits different people. Yep. For sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, Eric, again, thank you so much for your time today, man. It's been great. Uh, looking forward to uh, continuing these conversations and All the time. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Have a great rest of your Saturday. I appreciate you giving me an hour or more of your time here today. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me, sir. I really appreciate you guys spending that time with us. Hopefully got a lot out of that. I know I got a lot out of it. So, Hey, um, I'm calling it a win. And, and I know you guys got a lot out of it too. Just such a great opportunity to kind of hear, hear this from a different perspective. You know, you guys have heard me over and over again about this. And I love the, the new perspectives that Eric brings to all this and, and helping us break it down. Because again, at the end of the day, people might say, how is this have anything to do with business. I thought this was small business Saturdays. And why aren't you telling me how to do this marketing tactic? Well, because if you don't have this part right, none of that stuff's going to matter. None of that stuff's going to work. You, ha you have to have the mindset right. You have to have that plan. You have to understand who your ideal customers are. You know, we talked about customer service in there inside of that conversation today. And to me, customer service, again, has nothing to do with bending over backwards for every single person that walks in your door. That's not what makes somebody a good customer service company. What makes somebody a good customer service company is setting very clear expectations, working with the people that match their values and, and sharing those values, and then trying to find winning solutions, working towards solutions. We talked about that a lot today as well. So just is, is so cool to have that opportunity to, to have somebody like Eric join us and, and talk about that too. So um, in fact, Wendy says, Aaron is working on me to celebrate the successes that that is feels part of his purpose. That is part of my purpose, Wendy. And I, I very much appreciate you allowing me to participate in that and fulfill my purpose. So speaking of that, Wendy, I owe you an email and that will happen today. 
and you owe me something else too. So just <laughs> a reminder there, Wendy is doing amazing things with her business and I'm so proud to uh, call her a friend. All right, you guys. Well, we had a great conversation with Eric today, a little bit longer than the 30 minutes normal, but that's what you get with Eric and I, and I love it every second of it. Tons of great value there. That is what we had for you today. Again, thanks so much to Eric for his time. It's been amazing. Thank you guys for tuning in. Awesome, everybody. Have a great rest of your Saturday, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.